Global Broadcasting Networks presents Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every strong soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. We're here to share resources and experts on topics important to you, the military family. Join us. We've got another great episode starting right now. Here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got a wonderful guest today. We have Dr. Jody Bramer. Now, for those of you who are regular listeners, you will know that she is one of our most revered and favorite guests, and she always comes packed with great information. And for those of you just meeting Jody for the first time, she is outstanding. She's exceptional. She's wonderful. She's funny. She's everything all rolled up into a uh, uh, doctor package that you would want. Uh, Dr. Jody Bramer, I don't know what more I can say about you other than we just really love, and I speak on behalf of Robin myself, I think, uh, having you on. Aw, thank you so much. It's always <laughs> such a pleasure and an honor to be with you guys. You're like our A student for uh, radio. <laughs> well, then I, I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you. This is so much fun, and there's just so much interest and personal interest in this. I don't know if your listeners know, you know, my family, my history is is completely military and I know what it's like to be civilian. I know what it's like to be a military mom or military spouse. And this is just so near and dear to my heart and I thank you all so much for having me on again. Oh, Jody, you're welcome. Now, Jody, what's your your educational background? Like I we uh for those uh, who aren't familiar with your work. Well, I graduated from Pepperdine back in early 2000s with my uh, licensed marriage and family therapist. Uh, I have been practicing um, therapy with, uh, well, I've been, uh, I hate the word practicing because it means that I'm not, I've been practicing since 2002 (laughs) and um, in the last 10 years or more, I've been working almost exclusively with military families through Military OneSource, which is an absolutely excellent resource uh, that helps military families from every, with everything from showing them maps of where supermarkets and schools and roads are and new places that they're going to be going, to, to giving them financial and tax information, to medical advice, to... Uh, legal family help, plus hooking you up with people in your own new area to help them uh, connect. And it's all about the connection and the unification and the idea that we're all in this together. We are all in this together, uh, Jody, and there's so many wonderful sites out there. And I'm so glad that you uh, gave us an opportunity to learn more about uh, Military OneSource. I know they're a great uh, resource for lots of different things. Um, 
Now, Jody, you have a private practice, and you have been seeing military families for quite a while now, and the climate has changed. You know, in years past, we've had a lot of deployment, redeployment issues, people in combat zones, you know, very, very difficult, challenging situations, and the climate has changed a little bit in the military. We're seeing a lot more unemployment. We're seeing a lot more um, people not being able to find employment after their military career has ended or military spouses not being able to find employment uh, during their their spouse's military career, I'm sure we're seeing lots of other things. In your practice, what are some of the things that people are struggling with so that we can kind of provide comfort and validation for our listeners who might be going through the same thing? Are we talking strictly the employment side? Anything. Oh, gosh. For fair game. You know, what are we seeing for <laughs> wives, for children, for families? You know, just what comes off the top of your head from what you're experiencing recently. Oh, my gosh. Um, lately, within the last few weeks and months, there has been a lot of movement. And by movement, I mean people being moved around, uh, husband, um, spouses getting sent away on both training missions for short periods of time in preparation for the longer deployments. And we're seeing a lot of conflict. It's interesting that you say that about the employment because I'm having, I I have a couple of clients right now that are struggling with, oh my gosh, I got this education. I got this great job. My husband's just been sent away. What do I do? Do I give up my opportunity? Do I stay put? What would, if I stay put, what would it do to my marriage? And more and more husbands, more and more families are needing a dual income because come on, life is expensive. And along with the dual income comes all the guilt and the question about what to do with the kids. But more than that is we're finding that spouses are a lot more, um, and by, by spouse, I mean, in this case, the military member wanting and supporting the person to their in this case the wives okay military moms uh to have the job and to be able to do the job and i have one situation right now where um the man is being sent away on deployment in two or three months and in the meantime in the next few weeks he's going to be sent to a new duty station where she can go with the kids can go with and she doesn't really want to go because she has this job and she's worried that this will affect the marriage if she doesn't go and if she stays here. And the truth is, if she does go to, well, in this case, 29 Palms, which is a very small, out in the desert, middle of nowhere duty station, if she goes, the husband's going to be on training most of the time. So what is really her purpose in going there now if the husband's on training in preparation for a deployment, she gives up a job, she relocates the kids, she goes to a place where she doesn't have a connection, and there seems to be a logical choice, and then there's the emotional choice. And it becomes quite a, um, a conflict, and sometimes we have to talk that out and work it out. What's in the best interest of all parties involved? Well, and that's yes, a really, gosh, what a really tough decision. Hey, Rob, now when you, when, when Stephen was away, you didn't have to make any of these decisions. 
No, because back then they were gone for a long time. Uh, in, in Steve's era, <clears throat> you weren't deployed for a couple of months and then back and then a couple of months and then back. You were gone for a year. You were gone for 14 months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, those, those kinds of things didn't happen. But even I think today, military or not, I know um, when our kids were little and Steve was looking at other jobs, I, I we kind of had that discussion, I'm not going to uproot the kids unless I know this job is going to stick, if you will. I, if, if all of a sudden we move to Utah and realize that that job wasn't the right one and then have to move all the way back to the East mm-hmm. Coast again four months later, that's not good for anybody. I, wouldn't you say, Jody, that it's really important for couples, whether they're in the military or not, to sort of have this what if discussion right at the get go? And boy, nowadays with Skype, it, it, Skype isn't like laying next to your your honey in bed. But um, at least there's a lot of communication that can be had virtually that probably never could have in any other generation. There is so much more available now that connects us in a way that we've never been connected before. And that is, as we've talked about in other sessions or other other times on Military One Source, it's a blessing and a curse. But I'd like to look at the blessing part of it now. You're right. There were times that if our husbands went away, we did not have any contact with them or we waited for that one mm-hmm. two-hour or one-hour window sometime during a week or a two-week period that maybe they might be able to contact us. Now, if they're on a ship, um, the biggest difficulty is getting internet connection or time. They have to wait in line at two o'clock in the morning because the lines are filled every other time, but at least it's there. Or when they get to, to land, they can connect with an internet cafe or with smartphones nowadays being as prevalent as they are, there's so mm-hmm. many ways. There's there's video chat, there's FaceTime, there's Skype, there's um, <laughs> Snapchat, there's all sorts of other ways of communicating um, that make it the next best thing to actually laying close to somebody. And that does allow us to keep connected and allow more of the the wives to pursue an option and also to maintain connection with, with uh, family members in a way that they never have before. So if they choose to go with the spouse, they can stay connected with family. If they choose to be with family and have that support, which is so incredibly vital, then they can stay connected to the, fam- to the spouse. It's... I'd like to think of the win-win part of that now, and it's it's important. It's important to know that there are options. It is win-win, and and I think that just keeping that optimism as opposed to, oh, God, is he going to be gone again, and what do I do about the dog, and what do I do about blah, blah, blah. And, and it is true. I, I think so many times, um, as long as you sort of brace yourself and prepare yourself as a couple with that communication – more than ever, I think that military family needs to have those communication doors open to be able to let the the military person say, I can't talk about this. I'm not sure when I'm leaving, but I know I may be away for a while. Uh, maybe that's all that the spouse is going to get, and she's got to be comfortable with that, or he, he would have to be comfortable with that. Or maybe there will be a little more uh, preface as to what's ahead. Boy, the military does throw some things at us, though, doesn't it? And you just never know. 
absolutely, Robert. Having that discussion, as you said at first, the the idea that you are entering into this military life. What is it going? What challenges are going to be presented? What yeah. are we looking at? And a lot of times, it's all based on the love and roses and rainbows and butterflies. Oh, I'm 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 in love. But the reality is, is that there's a lot more to getting involved with a military person than a civilian, as tough as being in a civilian relationship can be. <laughs> I know, every every relationship. And I think, um, uh, I, I know that's one of the reasons why we're fortunate, 39 years and counting over here. Um, and it, it's important to be able to have those discussions and the difficult ones and to be able to say, all right, this is our barrier where can we make an alternative? Where can we get around this barrier so that we can keep moving forward instead of letting this halt us in our tracks? Um, today we're with jo Dr. Jody Bramer, our good, good friend, uh, marriage and family therapist, and we're going to talk lots more on the other side of the break here on Military Mom Talk Radio, so don't go away. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. This is God in Country. The Collision of Faith and Politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Dr. Sean holds a bachelor's degree in biblical counseling and master's and doctorate degrees in theology and is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry with a Hebrew worldview focus. Through his counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. Join host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this radio network. Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem you can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelov live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Toginet Radio Network. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, 
Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we're visiting today with Dr. Jody Bramer. Now, in the first part of the show, Dr. Jody was talking about one of her uh, people that she works with uh, having this dilemma between, you know, her husband being, you know, sent away, she's got a new job, they've got kids, you know, there's a lot of things on the plate here, Jody. And I would just want to say something here. Um, when I first graduated from Northwestern, and I was all excited to see all these different military bases and I heard you know I'm going to California this is so great um I was thinking like Coronado on the beach or Pendleton <laughs> on the ocean or Port Wyneme or oh my gosh a bunch of my friends went on to the Naval Postgraduate School in Monterey and then you see these like beautiful oceanfront you know bases mm-hmm. and then you think of your gal and her guy going to 29 Palms. Now, I've got to tell you, I've been to 29 Palms four or five times in my life. There is a reason they call it 29 Stumps. And <laughs> it has the unique distinction of having its own Facebook page called I Hate 29 Palms. And I will say, of all the times I've been there, Jody, which is at least five that I can remember, the best thing about 29 Palms and the absolute best is that they have a Five Guys, a Five Guys Burgers. And That's the best? That's the best. Like, it's like, I know the Lincoln Housing Center tries really hard to make it great. Um, It's tough. You're stuck in the middle of the desert. You're out in the middle of nowhere. You're a place where a bunch of different freeways converge. And my heart goes out to the young men and women that are are stationed out there. Forgive me, 29 Palms. Um, (laughs) Because no one signs up for this. And my thing with not only my my life, Jody, but, but my work with the military is you can't know what you don't know. And who would think in a million years you'd get stuck in 29 Palms or maybe you get the lottery and you go to, you know, Pendleton or Coronado. You know, I'm using California bases as an example, but, you know, you want to go out to White Sands, you're going to have a lot of fun out there. I mean, there's there's some places, you know, everybody thinks Alaska, boo. But this is the reality. And how do you know the reality when you're 25, 19, 30 years old and you're marrying somebody in the military, you don't realize and how can you like how can you know what you don't know there is there is no way when you are getting caught up even even when somebody says that they're in a relationship and they're getting married because they're going on deployment so let's get married so we can have all the benefits and that way you can be my wife and you can travel with me oh that sounds great dear let's do that let's get married and and then you'll be off for nine months in a deployment and i will be stranded where 29 Palms, or <laughs> it sounds really glamorous. Doesn't 29 Palms sound just so romantic? Uh, for those of you who don't live there, it's not. Uh, but none, nonetheless, people, the kids, the people, it does as you said, you can be 19 years old, you can be 30, but you marry into the military for whatever reason, for love, whatever. <laughs> I say that kind of cynically. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> you marry into a military, you marry a military member for love. And you have no idea what you're getting into until you go. And then one of the best things about military families, one of the most successful qualities that a military family, a military spouse can have is resilience. And we say that with a capital R. You have to be resilient. And the best part about going to a place that isn't one of the better places is that you know that your next duty station is going to be different. Just at the same time, you know that if you're based in Coronado, your next duty station 
is not going to be Coronado. So whatever it is right now, it's going to change. <laughs> if it's good right now, it's not going to be good in the future and you're going to have to adapt. And if it's not good right now, it's going to get better. You know, we can always hope for it to get better. And going to going into a, a marriage with a military person holds so much more challenge than the average person. You are going to have more experiences than if you just marry the boy next door and stay next door. You're going to have the opportunity to call on yourself and be more independent than you've ever been before and and make something of yourself because you won't have other people helping push you along. I have to tell you though, Sandra, one of my clients loves, loves, loves 29 Palms. She came from Orange County, California, which is a nice place. She couldn't stand it. She didn't like the... Um, the, the God, give, help snottiness. Me. I'll give you the word. Okay. The snotty uptight. Okay, better than everybody. Plastic boobs, plastic lips. See, I can say all this. I'm not a licensed uh, psychologist <laughs> like you are. It, they, she she didn't come from a small town originally. She they were based here, where people might think this is a a glorious duty station. But she didn't like it. She didn't like the freeways. She didn't like the the crowds. She didn't like the the attitude of the people. And when she went out to Twenty Nine Palms, she actually loved the small town community feel. She opened her own online business doing crafts. She got to be with her children on a m much more. Uh, one-on-one -on -one basis. She didn't have to depend on going out and getting another job. She could have done the job that she was creating if she wanted to or not. The, it was self-sufficient. Um, the community on base is tight because it has to be tight. People aren't going to live all over and outside of base because there is nothing outside of base. <laughs> you have to live on base. It's the only place around for 50, 60 miles. Unlike Pendleton or Coronado or Miramar, where people can live outside and be very disconnected from the base and don't really feel an attachment and don't really feel that the things going on within the, the military community are, are involving them or, or including them. And that is a, a benefit to any small base around, is that you do have to depend on and rely on neighbors and resources in a way that you didn't you may not have expected to and sometimes they really come through for you in a very positive way well and i think what i'm hearing from you jody and this is one thing that i recently did a presentation at a local high school um and it was just very tongue-in-cheek but it was what it was it, it needed to be said it's like are you the right gal to marry a military guy now granted it was you know for women i speak for women um mm -hmm. but some of the things that i talked about was that like are you self-sufficient like do you love change like you know do you love challenges do you want to be your personal best like are you comfortable being alone and can you work well as a group you know, I think those are some really good personal characteristics for young women to think about before they marry their military guy. Absolutely. And honestly, our knee-jerk reaction is nobody likes change. Nobody likes change. But what this does give you an opportunity to do is push your boundaries and, and learn about yourself in a way that you might not have had to uh, <laughs> in other circumstances. Um, you don't get married wanting to be alone. You get married wanting to be with your spouse, but a military person, spouse or military, military member, they don't really have that luxury because coming into this lifestyle, 
you will be facing, especially in this in this time of of politics, you will be facing a likelihood that deployments are going to happen. I know four or five years ago, deployments were happening every six months, which was insane. Right now, it's slowed down a little bit where somebody might be actually stateside for a year to three years, which is kind of lucky, especially if they've got what's called a B-billet, which is where they will be land-based for three years. Um, But then again, 15, 20 years ago, Actually, I should say a little bit further than that. Before before Desert Storm, when people entered the military, they weren't expecting to be moved around at all, let alone go on some combat mission, because the, the politics at the time were a little bit more stable. But right now, we're in a time of a lot of question and a lot of upheaval, and we don't know from one signing-on tour of one four years to the next signing-on tour of four years what's really going to happen in our political climate. So there is the knowledge going in that there could be turmoil and there will be deployments. Will they be necessarily combat deployments? We don't know. But a deployment brings on all sorts of challenges. And Sandra, you were right on on the button. Can a woman, not that she wants to live alone, but can she make something of herself and of her situation knowing that there will be these times that her partner will not be physically there? And this is a time for a young woman to, to bloom and to, to grow. I know I'm quoting a line in a, a Sound of Music, bloom and grow, but um, you really can. You can pull out parts of yourself that you didn't even know or have always wanted to develop. What do you want to do as a person? What do you want to to see? Do you want to go to class? Do you want to go into volunteer work? Do you want to start a business? Do you want to join a business? What can you do that is not dependent on your spouse? And I think so many times young women now are realizing that they can be strong, that they can be independent. Probably in my day, you were expected to be the wife. And I don't mean that because uh, totally, because obviously we were encouraged to go to college. We were encouraged to uh, develop careers and whatnot. But ultimately, I, I think now girls are facing more independence. I, I know when uh, my neighbor who's the same age as me uh, became a widow she had never balanced a checkbook she mm-hmm. didn't know uh, that they had life insurance she had no idea how many bank accounts they even had in their name and I being a very independent person found that astounding <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that uh, in in the it was 2002, I believe, he passed away, that she wouldn't understand any of that. Um, so nowadays, I think young women are uh, becoming more independent, but that doesn't mean that girls don't need that support, even in their high school years, to sort of develop those independent skills and to understand that they can be strong. Um, and uh, hopefully parents are giving their young girls that those skills so that they can... Um, someday as a military spouse, be able to be that strong person. We're with Dr. Jody Bramer today. We're going to another break and we're going to um, talk a little bit more about that resilience uh, on the other side of the break, I believe. Um, let's get more into it on the other side of the break with Dr. Jody Bramer here on Military Mom Talk Radio. 
Oh, and I think I took it a little too quick because we got 15 <laughs> seconds. Dr. Jody Bramer's uh, website, Jody, J-O-D-Y, Bramer.com. You've got to go there and uh, check out all of uh, Jody's great resources. Thank you, Robin. Mm-hmm. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm Free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Robin Boyd and this is Military Mom Talk Radio and we're visiting today with Dr. Jody Bramer. We're talking about trends in the military and we've segued into girls marrying into the military. Now I know there's guys marrying into the military, but I'm not a guy. Robin's not a guy. Jody can talk on behalf of the guys as a therapist, but realistically it's it's mostly women marrying guys in the military, um, at least for right now. So if somebody else wants to start a show for men in the military marrying or uh, civilian men in the military marrying military wives then be my guest you know rock yourself out but we're not going to do that today um girls i wanted to share with you a story about my grandmother my grandma rose um she was born you know the turn of the century i think like i don't know 19 19- 19 something like that 1920 um and she raised my mom in the 30s 40s and 50s as a single mom and my mom did marry a navy man and one of the things that we were expected to do in our household male or female is that we were expected to take care of our household we were 
expected to take out the garbage as women. We were expected to cook and clean and mow the lawn and, and build a dock and paint a wall, you know, all these things, because my mom felt that if we were ever to marry someone in the military, that we would choose to marry somebody if we want. Um, but that if we were single, um, you know, that, that we could, we could handle things if we had to, because she was the product of a single mom. And as a single mom today, I'm keep, you know, following in my grandma's footsteps. Um, I'm really glad that I was given that level of independence. And one of the things that worries me, and I'm just going to say it the way it is, um, is I live in a very Christian community. And one of the things in these hyper-Christian communities is, and I see it a lot in my Jewish community friends, is that they're really sheltering the girls. They're really putting them, you know, in the position of not being their personal best, not learning things outside the box, you know, with the expectation that a husband will be there to take care of you and if you marry into the military your husband could be deployed and then you know there's also accidents death things that happen or illness or divorce and so Jody, I want to talk about your experience because you started out in the military as a military wife not that many years ago but you have some unique experiences to share with our listeners today not that many years ago. Cassandra, God bless you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, just so you guys know, I'm in my 50s now, and I start out at age 20. That seems a long time ago. But I did. I, I married um, a Marine, not knowing what that meant. Uh, in college, I married my senior year of college to a Marine, ROTC, R-O-T-C. And I knew nothing about what the Marine Corps or or the military was. All I knew, honest to God, is I was going through college. I loved college. He was in college. He had his hair cut short, which was kind of unusual at the time, but he looked good with short hair. And twice a week, he marched around the quad in uniform. Looking and good. <laughs> then on Friday nights, the Navy building through a great party. Honestly, that was the extent of my military knowledge. I did not know anything more. We went on to graduate. We were in the same uh, class of graduation. Um, I had all these hopes and dreams. I was going to go into broadcast journalism. I was going to replace Barbara Walters. Yes, indeed. And I thought my life was just starting. I had this great husband. I we And we were sent to lovely Quantico, Virginia, you know, the breathing pot. And I had hoped to get a job in Washington. I had been a Senate intern the year before. I had all of these dreams of doing all of this stuff independently and traveling, and I thought, hey, who better to travel with than a military person? So we go to Quantico, Virginia, and I'm attending a brief for military wives, and they're telling us that our job is to take care of the home and that they had lessons on how to pour tea because you have to know how to pour tea and you have to have calling cards and the calling cards had to have your husband's name on it. You were Mrs. Joe Smith. You weren't Mrs. Jody Smith. And I was thinking, I am going to make a lousy military wife. <laughs> I am just, I am in trouble. And I was looking around from side to side. I, I was a young 21, I just turned 21. And a lot of the women around me were 18, 19 years old. And I'm thinking, this is a joke, right? They're telling us to get a hobby because we need to keep ourselves busy so our husbands can do the far more important job of 
taking care of our country while we took care of the home. They actually said that. They said, your job is to take care of the home while your husbands do the far more important job of taking care of our country. Now, I, I, I get the idea. It didn't really sit well, but I get the idea. It isn't. But both jobs are important. So I was looking around and thinking this is a joke and all these young girls are nodding their heads like yes yes tell us more obi-wan and and it's like what have i gotten myself into and then after we went left quantico six eight months later went to pensacola florida which is on the beach beautiful place okay i got a job in radio and within a week of us getting there my husband was sent on temporary duty to bell chase louisiana which was not <laughs> Pensacola. And I had to make my very first hardcore decision. I'm still 21. Do I keep the job in radio that I've always wanted, that I've worked toward, or do I follow my husband to Bell Chase for five months? And I made the choice to stay. And ladies, it was the best decision I ever made. I got to get in radio. I got to start on my own. I got to learn how to be independent. I still got to communicate with my husband. Granted, it was by phone because he was still in the country, but we didn't have any of this newfangled stuff. And I felt like I was growing. And in, whether you're in the military and civilian life, whatever, ladies, get an education. Whoever's listening out there, do whatever you can. Nobody can take an education away from you. Do what you can to be the best person you can be, because whether you are married, married to a military person, a single mom, which, by the way, I was for 10 years, you have to be able to know that no matter who might be next to you, you have to take care of yourself and be independent and take care of yourself. That is really important because, again, you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of anyone else. It's that oxygen mask again. You have to be able to put it on yourself. And that can be a very rhetorical thing, being able to go and go to the gym, go out and take a run, take care of your health physically, take care of your health by taking a class online, take care of your health by joining a group that fulfills you, um, joining whether it be a church group, a book club group, um, a, a volunteer group, uh, anything. Just make sure that you are looking out for yourself because it's only through looking out for yourself that you can look out for everybody else. That okay, I'm off the pulpit. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, but it's a wonderful pulpit. Because, Jody, you're talking uh, a, a good independent story, but what about that girl who is the more meek and mild girl who doesn't have a good, strong family support? And you were talking about getting involved with other people. How important, uh, how was your uh, sort of family support, and how important is it for somebody to have that cheerleader behind them? Being in the military away from family, whether your family support was good or bad, it's still probably all you knew growing up. Um, even if somebody wants, when I, I have, a, I have a wonderful family. My parents are still together. Uh, you know, we have dysfunction. Who doesn't have dysfunction? Honestly, I couldn't wait to get away from my family. I went to college mm -hmm. at age 17. I loved my family, but I couldn't wait to be out on my own. I was the youngest of several siblings. I wanted to be independent and on my own. And when I left for college, I found a different niche. When I went into the military, you have to find a different niche. Robin, that's a great question. What do you do if you are not 
inherently an extrovert or if you really are leaving a really solid foundation and have to go into this whirlwind of not knowing anybody, not knowing your neighbor, not not maybe even really knowing your husband very well. And then, of course, your husband, his job is to serve the country. And he will be required, whether he's based at home or not, he will be required to put the needs of the military ahead of the needs of the family, if not all the time, then at least sometimes. So what is, what's a girl to do? <clears throat> and that's why I feel really strongly about the connection of the military community. It's really important to reach out. Things like Military One Source gives you a resource, but go to your go to your fro. And for those of you who don't know what a fro is, it's your family readiness officer who is often often a female and often another wife, but is the link between what the the unit or the the group the the military guys are doing and uniting the the spouses. They'll tell you about not only everything from deployment, but also what resources are available online, where to go if you're having financial trouble, what where you need to reach out if you're having child care trouble, what you need to do to unite with the, with the family. And there will be uh, women's nights away or happy hours or family nights or mommies and me. And this is your connection. You've got to make a connection with the military that you are around, even if you don't want to feel like a military wife, even if you want to be a civilian factor, you've got to make that connection because honestly, these are your family members whenever you're away from family. You may not like all of them, just like we don't always do with all of our family members, but you know, they're still there for you. And who better to understand your needs than another military wife whose husband is on the same deployment? And like you say, the fro is certainly going to help you maybe reconnect or connect with somebody who may be similar to you. Uh, she's going to know the personalities of the other people who have come to her. Um, maybe it is um, partnering with that new BFF. Uh, maybe it is partnering with somebody who uh, has sort of similar backgrounds as you. So many times I think it just needs that one person to be able to network with. Then uh, other things can blossom. And boy, doesn't taking care care of yourself. Um, I think on the other side of the break, we can talk about taking care of ourselves because certainly military or not, uh, if we don't take care of ourselves, nobody else probably will. You can have somebody that's <laughs> going to say, gee, how are you feeling today? And before you can say, gee, I, I kind of woke up with, they're already talking about, oh, did you see the game last night? <laughs> oh, so true. They didn't necessarily mean how do you feel. They just were trying to break the ice so they could tell you their woes. So uh, on the other side of the break, let's talk about a couple of things that make each of us feel really, really wonderful, really important in our own hearts. And then we can take that shine and just uh, make the world glow. <laughs> We're here on Military Mom Talk Radio today with Dr. Jody Bramer. We love Dr. Jody, and uh, you can hear many other shows on MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio.
Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velocity is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And for those of you that missed the first three quarters of today's show, you can find this in a couple hundred hours of family-friendly military programming on iTunes under Military Mom Talk Radio. You can go to our host station, Toginet, that's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com, or you can go to our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com, to find this show and many more shows like it. Now, before we went to break, we were talking to Dr. Jody Bramer, and uh, both Dr. Jody Bramer and Robin are very, very much the bright side. The glass is full with them. Things are fuzzy, warm, and wonderful. Well, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> and, you know, Jody, as much as I respect you and think you're fantastic, when you said, like, you know, you can go to happy hour, you can go join a mommy and me class, you know, and I know Rob was going to chime in going, you know, you could scrapbook and do crafting. I would rather, like, stick knitting needles in my eyes. Anything but go into one of these stupid groups. And I'm sure the people in the group are nice and the groups are not stupid. But in order for me, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, God, I just I couldn't think of anything worse than to do that. And, you know, I want to talk to the women today who I identify with me because, you know, 
these groups can feel like high school. They can feel overwhelming. You can feel like the new kid in class or there's these preset clicks. And, you know, there's those moms on base, you know, the moms who do everything and they're in every group and on every committee. And you just sit there going like, oh, I hate you. Um, And then until you meet them in soccer and realize they're not so bad and then you have to kind of eat crow. That's the way it goes for most of us. But, you know, if you're like me and I like books and I like movies and I like really solitary things, I like to go to the movie with one friend and I might want to go to a party like I don't know four times a year but it's hard for us Jody um to fit in with some of these things and I think that the more we know ourselves and we can go to the fro and say look I'm not a happy hour mommy and me crafty kind of girl you know are there other misfits on base that I could go meet with <laughs> You know, you can have a good laugh at it, but, you know, you can kind of make your own little group of what is it, the Island of Misfit Toys, where some of us feel we belong better than in the happy hour groups. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. There is a lot of worry and fear that the that people don't fit into the military wives, that they want to distance themselves as much as possible from the the military wife click and the the backstabbing you know that that every people have heard about one of the biggest um uh, going back to the fro um one of the biggest uh, sad points is when i hear a wife say a what my husband never told me anything about that i had no idea that anything like this even existed and that was (laughs) um the the show army wives um you know, I love that show because I actually tell a lot of people to go and download Army Wives because a lot of the issues that would be dealt with, they covered everything and they covered it very rosy and there was a nice ending except for some not nice endings, which actually made me cry many, many times. Yeah. Um, there were, there are, go- if I could put all of the wives that I meet that tell me that they can't meet any wives on base or in the community that are like them, I think, oh, my gosh, she would so so like Mary would so like Jane and Jane would so like Henrietta and I could she'd get all of them together and they'd make instant friends. There are so many people that you could possibly like if you had the opportunity to meet them, say, like, at a random soccer game or something. And the fro, again, family readiness officer of your husband's unit, is supposed to be able to at least give you a, at the very least, a, a phone number selection of of other people and even if you aren't the type to go out and join the group or go out and be involved on base there are other things that you can do first of all talking about technology we've got meetup Meetup meetup.com is a really neat thing it's not dating it's the idea that if somebody wants to find other people that take hikes with their dogs you can look for people who take hikes with their dogs and maybe find some other friends that way or somebody who um you you can chat that way also by getting on the website for whatever unit you're with you can say hey um I don't really fit in, or I'm new here. Uh, does anyone else feel out of place? And people will respond to you. Go. Um, I know that here in Pendleton, there's a couple of uh, Facebook rooms, Facebook chat rooms, that are specific to a neighborhood on base. 
They have San Onofre 1, San Onofre 2, and they have the San Onofre Wives Group, and people can join there, and, and I'm sure that other bases have things like that, where if you are not feeling the community pull from whatever unit you're in, you can find a niche by, oh, as something as sad as, I remember going to one gathering, again, I'm... <laughs> telling you a lot of my own personal stuff, but I remember feeling so lonely at one of my new bases that I went to that at one of the general talks that they had at the beginning, I I saw somebody, I went up to them and I said, I don't know anybody, will you be my friend? Oh. And I know that sounds really pathetic. No, I did the, I hate it here and I don't know anyone, so I'm just going to stand with you so I don't look like a loser. That's what I told her. <laughs> And it's the same kind of thing. And you can form amazing friendships. Again, it doesn't, you don't have to connect with everybody. You just need to connect with one person. And maybe if you try to make friends with one person and that doesn't work, maybe that person will have introduced us to somebody else that we do get along with. And it only takes one person to help you from feeling really, really lonely. And you, you will, being a military wife, you will need to pull on some of that resilience and some of that independence. And here we're coming full circle. You will have to have characteristics pulled out of you that you may have felt you never might have needed back home. But welcome to the military, wives. Welcome. <laughs> You're going to have to be a little bit more... Uh, what word am I looking for? Outgoing? Yeah, outgoing, I was going to say, or reach out. Because one of the things that I think about, Jody, is one of the things that makes a good army wife is this independence, okay, to be alone, self-sufficiently, sufficiency, sorry. But that can make it hard for us to reach out. Like when we have to reach out, you're kind of like, ugh. Or if you don't like to reach out, you know, it, it forces us to grow in ways that we never imagined. We do have to be independent, and we do have to be self-sufficient. But wouldn't it be nice to be independent and self-sufficient with somebody? Yes. <laughs> to find another person who is who is also wanting to be independent and self-sufficient, and let's do it together. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like that was my point. Like with some of this stuff. Like when I look at my friend Sharn, and you know she's Air Force down the street, and you know we met because of hiking we kept walking past each other like my thing was to go and hike this certain trail and i'd look at her and she'd look at me and we'd smile you're like for like months it was like weird you're like hi 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 even though we had five kids between the two of us we were never there with our kids and then one day i saw her at the field with her kids and i'm like oh you got kids she's like yeah you got kids yeah and i'm like don't you hike the trail behind the la la yeah i hiked that trail oh yeah i've seen you i've seen you and it I think when you go out and you do the things you love, even if it's reading a book outside, like somewhere yeah. other than sitting like in your kitchen, you know, yeah. at the kitchen table, if you go out and do the things you love, you have a better chance at meeting somebody that is like-minded because sometimes we will hike together and it's really fun. And really, we just, we call it the bitch trail. We go up <laughs> the thing and we go up to the top. That's my time to bitch. And her time is time to bitch down. And so I love that. But, you know, you you because you got to double up, too, sometimes as a military family, you can't have the luxury of going, oh, I'm going to take my two hour hike today. <laughs> you know, good luck with that. But there's also uh, by doing this and by trying to reach out, maybe that uh, relationship isn't going to be the best or the one. But for those who are the meek and mild, 
milder ones that gave them a little more self-confidence to be able to go out and do something else. There's certainly times in the military that you're going to have to put on that smile and put on that uh, fine dress because of protocol. And the protocol is going to call and you're going to be miserable if you haven't at least got that self-confidence under your belt to be able to say, I can do this. I don't have to do it forever, but I can do this tonight. And, And there are times that you have to pull up those bootstraps and be able to say that. So I think by by reaching out and getting sort of that experience with somebody new, and, and if it works, it's great. And if it doesn't work, you know that you have the confidence to go on on your own. Absolutely. Yeah. And actually, Sandra, can I say one more thing to use your husbands for? Obviously, wives, this is all about us not needing our husbands, right? But one thing we can use our husbands for is when we go to a new base, they have the privilege and the luxury of meeting all of their people and working with them. Ask your husband, say, do you know any other married couples? Can you invite them over? I want to meet some other wives. And chances are, if the husband has a guy that he enjoys at work, there is a possibility that you might like the wife too, and it gives you an automatic social interaction. Bring people over for a barbecue. Better yet, instead of bringing just one couple over, bring another couple over because the odds of liking one of the two women is better than necessarily just putting all your eggs in one basket and liking one. And this is one of the things that our husbands can do for us, is they can help us reach out and extend our social situation because they have they have they have contacts well and just know that you're not the creepy weirdo on the street going the barbecue it's kind of expected and it's normal that you have these house parties to get to know people on base when you're new so don't feel weird reaching out for that oh heck no everybody's in that situation that's another thing even though we're independent and strong and self-sufficient and alone we are in this alone together (laughs) there's other people that are in the same position that we're in all the time Dr. Jody Bramer, we're at the end. I, I hope you're going to be back. We we have a whole year ahead of us. Um, will will we be able to chat with you some more? I certainly hope so. Please invite me back. I love talking with you, ladies. This is the fastest hour of my day. <laughs> we love you too, Jody. Jody Bramer. That's J O D Y B R E M E R dot com. If you want to know lots more about Dr. Jody, uh, I, I recommend highly going to her website. That's a great start to getting to meet her. And Sandra, Thank thanks. Thanks for a great hour, and uh, we hope everybody who did get clobbered by the snowstorm is fine. I have to say we in New Hampshire missed it. (laughs) So we are just fine up here in the north. Take care, everyone. We'll see you again on Military Mom Talk Radio. Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation 